Hey Jeepers, on this week's XJ Talk Show, we hear how the NHTSA is about ready to stick it to Jeep for some engine fires popping up in some 2015 Cherokees. I've got a feel-good Jeep story as well, and we find out if all that Super Bowl advertising money did any good for Chrysler Fiat. Josh answers a voicemail question about fender flares live on the air, and we spread more of that YouTube love. We share one of our favorite reviews, and Jeep Mama joins us for a live Wrangler talk. All that, some tech-heavy chit-chat on the next XJ Talk Show. Detours USA, custom builds for various makes or model of vehicle, all original designs and all made right here in the USA. Visit DetoursUSA.com for more details. That's DetoursUSA.com. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Bienvenidos al XJ Talk Show, un podcast acerca de aventuras off-road en Jeep Cherokees y entrevistas con los que manejan y mueven el mundo de las carreras off-road. Ahora, aquí están sus presentadores, Tony y Josh. First week in Jeep. Oh, we all love a good Jeep feel-good story, and I've got one here for you. Members of the New Brunswick Jeep Club volunteered their time during the late January storm that hit the eastern part of the U.S., and they did it for a good cause, helping local hospital employees get to and from work. Group member Gordon Ravel said, Our Jeeps are equipped to handle the blowing snow and rough road conditions. We reach out to the hospitals, and when there's no public transportation, the people still need to get to and from work. So we have some great volunteers to step up and we have the means to get them around. Now, he said he went on to say that, well, this kind of stuff, guys, really, honestly, I'm just going to stop right here. This is the kind of stuff we need to see and hear more of people. Not the guy who took the shortcut through the business's lawn out front. No, we don't want to give them the glory. Let's hear more about the thoughtful deeds, good Samaritans out there and using their hard-earned, well-built Jeeps to give back to the community. That's the kind of stuff we need to hear more of. About a dozen members of the New Brunswick Jeep Club hit the streets to help, including Mike Noble. He says it's nice to help out in some small way to get our doctors and nurses where they need to be. It really feels good at the end of the day. I agree. I've done some good Samaritan deeds myself during some snowstorms and helping out the, you know, the local public with your Jeep. Man, it just it does make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. One of Noble's passengers was Myra Folks, a registered nurse at the Moncton Hospital. She said she didn't realize how bad the driving conditions really were until she actually arrived at work. The service is wonderful, she said. Nice, friendly young men with powerful Jeeps driving old ladies home. <laughs> it does conjure up a nice image, doesn't it? I think it's a great service they're doing, Ravel said. The service is about helping people in their own special way. We have a great bunch of uh, people here, and we just like to get out and give back, he said. To me, personally, that epitomizes what the bond that makes us all Jeepers. Gordon, Mike, great work, guys. And hats off to you and your club. So, was Jeep's meager appearance in the Super Bowl actually worth anything? Super Bowl advertisers used a variety of tactics to capture the eyeballs that night of the big game, yet there was not one single wardrobe malfunction. Hmm. Disappointed. Anyway, Chevy tried to strike a little terror in people's hearts while BMW and Kia went heavy on the jokes. Horrible, tacky jokes that no one got with Bryant Gumbel and Katie Couric. James Bond even made an appearance, and the entertainment value was great. And it had better be, with automakers paying a cost of nearly $4.5 million for every 30 seconds. Let's not forget why automakers are paying these hefty premiums in the first place. 
It's all about moving metal. But before they can do that, they need to draw consumers in. So which automakers generated the most interest in their products uh, with their commercials? Well, data from shopping sites Edmunds.com, Autotrader.com, and KellyBlueBook.com show that the Jeep and Fiat Chrysler capitalized on their big moments the most. Michelle Krebs, senior analyst for Autotrader.com, says consumers look for a story, a formula that's a proven winner in the Super Bowl. Let's look at the numbers, shall we? Fiat 500X, traffic increased 14,627%. That's right. There's no decimal in there. During halftime, shortly after its blue pill ad ran, according to Edmonds, BMW i3 traffic increased to 1,807% during halftime following its ad, and Chevy Colorado, search, uh, its search activity jumped 421% during halftime when its ad was still fresh in people's minds. The Jeep Renegade spot aired in the third quarter, and I was hoping that none of you saw it, but it had led, did lead to an immediate 1,031% traffic boost during the fourth quarter alone. Edmund says the traffic increase was a total of 5,720%. That's a lot of people looking at the Jeep Renegade as far as percentage increase goes. You need to find these people and beat some sense into them. No, I'm kidding. Auto Traders Krebs says Fiat Chrysler was the big winner in the end. Fiat brand traffic increased 143% on the site overall, and Dodge traffic even saw a 27% bump. A strong number for a mass market brand. The 2015 Jeep Cherokee has been investigated officially for engine fires. The National Traffic Highway Safety Administration, I'm sorry, I'm trying to mask my glee here, has launched an investigation of the 2015 Jeep Cherokee after one California driver claimed that her vehicle was consumed by a fire less than two days after she purchased it. Well, there was her first mistake. She shouldn't have bought one in the first place. A complaint posted to NHTSA's website explains that the owner noticed an oily smell while driving the vehicle. After parking the Cherokee at her home, white smoke began emerging, emerging from beneath the hood. Seconds later, the car was engulfed in flames 20 feet high and burning oil ran down the street for 50 yards. The vehicle was purchased new on January 2nd, 2015, and it reportedly had fewer than 100 miles on the odometer. The incident happened on January 4th and was captured on video, actually. Typically, it takes more than one complaint to trigger a formal safety probe like this. However, Given the severity of the incident, the newness of the vehicle, and to be honest, the fact that it was captured on film and broadcast on the evening news, not to mention it's a new Cherokee, the NHTSA has chosen to take action quite right, and right now, in fact. To date, 21 complaints about the 2015 Jeep Cherokee have been filed with the NHTSA. That's not counting the 403 complaints from right here at the XJ Talk Show. <laughs> Many have dealt with the, moder the model's transmission, that buggy, industry-first, nine-speed transmission that falled flat on its face from before the vehicle was even launched. But it appears that only one other owner has noticed smoke coming from the engine compartment. Unfortunately, the owner did not have the vehicle examined by a dealer and was killed in a fire, fire explosion that no one ever heard of. NHTSA's preliminary evaluation is the first in a three-step recall process. During this phase, the NHTSA investigators will work with Jeep to identify patterns of failure and possible causes of the fire. The problem has the potential to reoccur in other Cherokee vehicles, which we have no, nothing to worry about in our Cherokee vehicles. The probe will move to an engineering analysis, during which NHTSA will attempt to recreate the problem itself. I'm pretty sure I can recreate the problem. Just a little bit of gasoline in a match. Get that lighted up real quick. Depending on how those tests go, the agency could call for a formal recall of the 2015 Jeep Cherokee. The rare and not often mentioned fourth step would wipe them all out of existence and pretend the abomination of this name badge never existed. A recall would affect roughly 50,000 embarrassed vehicle owners in the U.S. 
What do you guys think is going to happen? Will a Cherokee get recalled? Will there be nothing more than a slap on the wrist? Will we see the reclaiming of our beloved name badge by a genocide of a vehicle that never should have gotten one to begin with? Make sure you subscribe to the XJ Talk Show and we'll see, keep you up to date. Hey guys, keep up the great work and keep those stories coming in. I'm getting a lot of them each and every week. I actually had to pick and choose this week. So if you didn't hear your story, by all means, keep submitting and I'll be sure to get it on This Week in Jeep. Big thanks to John Prerunner 1982 and A Jeeper for Life for submitting these stories this week. If you would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep or if you have a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. xjtalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one just sitting there listening to the XJ Talk Show. Why aren't you a part of it? What? Tell me more, you say? Well, it's pretty simple. You can become an XJ Talk Show reporter. All you need is a smartphone and the ability to talk to people. Just email reporter at xjtalk.com for more information. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial over at www.audible.com slash xjtalkshow. Well, Josh, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been doing this show for hours. <laughs> Seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, you know me as uh, Motoroy on uh, xjtalk.com and, of course, right here on the XJ Talk Show. And, uh, well, you know, my friend over there on the, uh, the East coast, m- 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 Max Hedrum, <laughs> we've been having some technical issues tonight, fellas. And, and, uh, if we're doing our job, uh, well, you, you, unless you were here with a live show, you're not going to notice it at all. So, uh, of course we're here a couple, just a couple of knuckleheads, uh, with, uh, some cameras, some webcams, uh, some green screens and, uh, fancy microphones. And, uh, we were uh, putting on a little show. It's, uh, it's like one of those old Andy Hardy movies where somebody always says, Hey, my dad's got a barn. Let's put on a show, but we're doing it. The high tech Timely reference, <laughs> yes. timely reference. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a lot of time with uh, a television and one of those knobs that goes, uh, watching those old movies. But, uh, so, uh, that's all we're doing here. We're just, uh, putting on a little show. We're, n- we're nothing special. We, uh, we just like Jeeps and we thought we would uh, talk to you guys about it and see if we could get everybody together and, and join in and uh, hold hands and, and sing Kumbaya. And, uh, speaking of singing Kumbaya, you can come over to xjtalk.com, a, a Jeep Cherokee forum that is, uh, well, it's a lot of fun, Josh. And there's uh, been a lot of, uh, a lot of people finding us recently. Yeah, there has actually, uh, from various YouTube channels to, uh, well, just word of mouth, and that's where you guys come in. Uh, If you know somebody who's a Jeeper, you know somebody who's got a Jeep Cherokee even, or somebody who's new to Jeeping, or even a veteran guy who, well, one of those guys who's got all the fab, the cool fab stuff in his garage, turn them on to xjtalk.com, and of course, turn them on to the XJ Talk Show as well, and I bet you they're going to have a good time as well. I I just don't see how they wouldn't have a good time, Josh. Uh, So... uh... (laughs) <laughs> well, that's enough of that. Let's get on to our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony. 
and this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Uh, hello, Tony and Josh. Uh, it's Chad, uh, also known as Mayo on the forums. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for uh, having this forums in the podcast. Uh, I gave it uh, five plus stars. I can't, for some reason, can't do any uh, reviews on uh, on iTunes for some reason. But anyway, there's my review. Uh, excellent show. Um, like touch on a, a quick uh, question uh, about fender flares. Uh, right now, I don't have any fender flares on my uh, XJ. Uh, I've been driving like that for about almost two years now, and uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of cops are starting to uh, look my way, and uh, I've gone away with it uh, this long now. So hopefully, um, hopefully, I can get this resolved. Uh, one of the things I, I, I'm questioning is. Uh, I have my fender flares cut. Um, the factory flares, what I basically did was uh, I, I traced a line up around the top of the fender flares and then cut up there. So I have a pretty uh, large cut on my flares. And uh, I've looked at the bushwhackers, um, the cut versions, and I've looked at several others, but I really can't figure out what will uh, apply to my situation, um, what will work, and uh, just kind of wanted to know what your thoughts were on them, um, as, you know, even what the uh, Jeepin community, uh, what other people have done. Uh, I thought about fabbing my own, but I just have so much stuff going on that now so many projects for the Jeep that I just want to get something quick. So uh, I don't know, just you know, get your thoughts on what type of flares are out there, uh, what will work. Um, my rear is a uh, cut and fold as well, so I'd have to get something for the for the rear. Um, I'm running twelve uh, fifties, thirty three, so uh, with offset rims. So I mean, they, the tires stick out pretty good, um, but uh, I gotta get this fixed before I start getting tickets. So I uh, hope uh, this audio comes through pretty good. Um, I'm on an old headset uh, flying down the highway and uh, shit my semi truck, so. But uh, other than that, uh, thank you once again for the show, and uh, uh, have a have a good day there. Uh, I'm gone. Well, hey, Chad, thanks for calling in, and I appreciate the question. We love the live questions, love to answer uh, questions like this live on the air. And uh, uh, something about fender flares, you know, Chad, I've actually gotten one of those tickets, uh, those no fender flare tickets. They are not fun, and they are not cheap. So uh, here's what I'm going to say. Since you, you've got a pretty wide open cut on your fender flares, um, it, it might be wise of you to consider perhaps a, a skin, something like a tube fender, uh, for instance. I don't think the Bushwhackers or Napier Precision Flares or, um, or you know, uh, f- flares like that, the pocket style flares, are really going to cut it for you. You might uh, run into a situation where um, you don't have any metal to mount them where they're supposed to be mounted. Uh, in which case you'd have to kind of get creative and then the look of them might not quite line up just right. Won't want to look how it's supposed to look. So something like the Thor metal skins, they're like a 16 gauge uh, sheet metal uh, and gives you provisions to, to weld onto, to make your own, uh, make your own uh, uh, tube fenders, if you will. I know Jeep tubes is still selling kits 
uh, out there as well. Um, but uh, something I saw recently that I thought was really cool, a complete kit, including brackets to go on the inside to really strengthen things up, a tube fender look, and outside armor to cover the quarter panel. Uh, this is for both the front and the rear. Are Rusty's, actually. Rusty's 4x4. Um, made in the USA, and and the stuff is stout. I wheeled with a guy uh, back in December who's got a set of these things, and my goodness, they are definitely beefy. The price tag is up there too. It's about seven or eight hundred bucks for a set of them, but that is a set of all four, and uh, they're strong enough you could stand on them. So it'll give you an idea of, of what kind of punishment they can hold up to. They look good, and they're good enough for you to keep the cops off your back. So look into the Rusty's tube fenders uh, with the fender skins, and uh, and I think that'll probably fit your build just fine. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I got the uh, the the Bushwhacker uh, flares, uh, full pocket flares uh, for mine, and it, it looks good. Uh, it, but there was a lot of uh, uh, trash talk about uh, bushcrackers, and you take them off road, and they're going to break. And I actually ran ran one on, on a stump, and it did break it, but it it's just a crack. You can't even really see it unless yeah. you look close. And uh, but yeah, if if I was doing it again, I certainly would look at the metal uh, alternative because. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it, the, the bushwhackers were 450 bucks or $430. So if you look at spending something that's, that's double that, but all you're going to have to do is repaint it whenever you go up against a tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so if that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I certainly, uh, I go along with Josh on this. I, if I was doing it again, uh, and, and who knows, I'm, I may take the, the bushwhackers off and go with something like that in the future. Uh, you definitely can tell it uh, whenever you're off-road, the people that have the plastic and the people that have the metal. And the plastic's fine, but it just you're you're a little more serious about the off-road thing with, with the metal, I think. Yeah, and they look cool, too. Yep. We got another one from Chad here. Let's see what else he has to say. Hey, Tony and Josh. This is Chad calling back. Um, I'd like to share with you all a, a discovery I just made. If you're ever out in the middle of nowhere, and you run out of washer fluid, I've discovered that if you mix one part rubbing alcohol, one part Windex, and two parts water, it will freeze your wiper blades to your windshield. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you can't see this, but, yeah, they're frozen to the windshield. So that's my discovery I just made. Um, oh, no. I mean, hopefully you all don't do what I just did, but it's going to be a fun day. i tell you that. All right. Just wanted to share that with you. I'm hammered down. To see you later. I'm gone. I was uh, I was getting the distinct impression he was going to 200 percent in his uh, chemical mix there. <laughs> uh, see, I thought he was going to go a different direction, uh, something along the lines of a trucker bomb, uh, which we occasionally <laughs> see on the side of the freeway, and it's uh, usually an orangish fluid, not a bluish fluid. So, <laughs> oh, Chad, I hope you uh, are able to uh, unfreeze your windshield, uh, get those windshield wipers working again. Um, yeah, the 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 wa- high water content. Uh, probably not such a good idea. I'd run straight Windex. If anything, uh, the, of course, the alcohol. I'm kind of surprised with the alcohol because yeah. uh, that's not supposed to freeze unless it's like a 10% out rubbing alcohol. Uh, in which case, on, uh, I guess it depends on how much of it, how much the mixture was, how much was water, right. and how much was alcohol. Yeah. So I, I um, really thought would, it was going to be. It. I really thought he was talking about drinking it, and it, the only problem was <laughs> the when he pees in the snow, it's blue. You know, <laughs> so that would have that would have been a bad thing. So uh, many bubbles in the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> Scrubbing bubbles. Hey, this is Mickey G. And uh, I talked this week about lockers. All this talk oh, there. Everybody's yeah. filling up the form about lockers and stuff. Uh, I don't lock my Jeep all the time. 
Oh, God. Uh, it depends Jeez, on uh, yeah. which part of the neighborhood I'm parked in. I'm yeah. in a sketchy neighborhood. I'll lock it. If not, when I'm at home, I just leave it unlocked. Sometimes I even leave the keys in it. But I never lock up my axle. Who would steal those things? They're firmly attached <laughs> to the Jeep. I guess if I saw somebody hacksawing at it or wrenching on it once in a while trying to steal my axle, well, I would lock it up. But other than that, I just leave them as is. All right, gentlemen, I will uh, chat you later. Have a good one, And when he says chat at you later, that's a threat. Because <laughs> yeah. he will. He will chat at us later. <laughs> More vehicle upgrade modification tips from Nikki G on the next XJ Talk Show. You know, uh, it's it's like it's like reading something the, in the Inquirer. If you read it on the internet, it's not initially true. But I did read an incident where somebody had a built Dana 44, and I think it was a rear 44, and they parked their, their vehicle in Walmart parking lot, went inside, they came back out, the 44 was gone. Somebody has oh, literally gone up and cut that thing off and, and took it. Wow. That's uh that is something else. Uh, I don't know. It could be an urban legend, uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Hey, maybe you want to wrap a bike lock around your axles in Walmart. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, how do you, how do you secure a rear end to your vehicle more so than the way it already is? I mean, it, seriously, I guess you could, uh, I guess you could uh, spot weld the nuts on the, uh, the U-bolts, but those could be, I mean, somebody that's sufficiently uh, ready to do the, to, to take it off there would have cutters or a torch or, you know, who, who knows? Maybe they pulled up in a welding rig. <laughs> I guess you could just load the whole damn thing on a flatbed and take it someplace else. And when you're in Walmart, when you're in the Walmart parking lot, who knows what you're going to run into? Amazing stuff. Hey guys, thanks a lot for the, uh, for the voicemails and uh, Josh, what the hell is that number for their voicemail? That number, you guys can call in 24-7. That means nobody's going to answer, but you guys can leave as much of a voicemail as you want. Uh, clean, minutes. dirty, who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's about three minutes long is all you get. Uh, 530-675-4102. 530-675-4102. We'd love to hear from you. You can also use SpeakPipe right there on the XJ Talk Show website. A uh, little, uh, little uh, pull-up, drop-down, whatever you want to call it. It has a little picture of a microphone on it. You click that, and then you use your... PC, smartphone, uh, iPad, whatever you're on that has a microphone, and you leave the message right through your computer. So uh, Cool technology. Yeah, Look at is. us all cutting edge and stuff. Yep, more of the cutting. Uh, so uh, now it's time for some YouTube love. Uh, Going to spread that love around, guys. Uh, we're knocking on the door of around 800 subscribers and, uh, well, about a quarter million views. Love those numbers, guys. Keep them coming. And, of course, how you can help is by telling a friend. So make sure you guys are spreading the word about the XJ Talk Show. Uh, we pick four out of our list every week, and it's in no particular order. Uh, these are just a little spot we do to, well, give a little shout-out to our subscribers and uh, give a little bit of love back for you guys taking the time to subscribe to our little show. First on our list is uh, Ellis Twert. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was actually thinking twerk <laughs> without an E. And then we've got uh, JREC26. Uh, David Mullins in here. And Victor McCoy. I like those good, solid American names. Solid name right there. So don't forget yeah, to go over sure you to youtube.com slash xjtalk and subscribe and leave us some comments on our videos. Yeah, but who knows? We might just uh, end up throwing one of those comments in here. Hey, folks. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Pops Boys Horror House. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show with Tony and Josh. Cheers! You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. 
Oh, now it's time for a little fireside chat. I have well, uh, I, I have berated Josh enough where he does not talk while the Jeep is making is still in motion. No, no. I, I wait for Tony to pull up to the campfire to get out of his Jeep, close the door, and, and uh, mosey on over here. Hey, why do I always have to be the guy driving up? That's a good question. I, uh, I can I, make a fire. I, I suppose it was because of that federal ordinance that prevents you from starting fires. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you enjoy it too much, they don't like you doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, I was actually, while we were uh, going through our technical difficulties, I was telling the guys about my uh, little uh, heating problem, my little uh, engine cooling issue that I was having. I'd get on the highway at a certain certain point, drive 70, 75 miles an hour, and uh, it would uh, start heating up, and it would get all the way up to uh, 230, 235 one day. And uh, uh, the temperatures, that was around 80-degree air temps. And it certainly shouldn't be happening with the temps that cool, the air temps that cool. And uh, But it was really strange. One day it would do it, and it wouldn't do it for another three days. Uh, Very the, interesting. Yeah, the gremlins. Air, yeah, the air temps, yeah, air temps would go up and down uh, d- due to the weather. And, uh, but I got another, uh, thermostat that I was going to put in last weekend, got lazy, didn't do it. And, uh, I haven't had any issues. I'm still going to change it because I still think it's a sticky thermostat. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think sounds, that's what's going on. It sounds like a sticky thermostat. Um, that kind of issue. I mean, there's only really two things that are going to, that's going to cause that kind of an issue is a sticky thermostat or something in the system plogging the, the, or blocking the, the flow of, of coolant through the yeah, engine Yeah, like block. an air bubble or something. Right, right. And and it does happen occasionally, but that would it, that would usually be an indication of either A, recent service, or B, a leak in the system somewhere else, uh, in which case you would eventually start seeing temperature increases right. you know, steady. Uh, and, and I don't uh, think and, yeah, they, and I don't think you'd see it stop at 235. I think because it no. would it would allow the pre, uh, the pressure would would go uh the pressure would go down so your boiling point would raise and then it would boil over and you know yeah. so I, I, the system seems to be fully closed because i'm not losing any fluid i don't think it would cool down so fast either so i think it's a thermostat that's acting up and uh, that's what you get for using the thermostat from the old engine the the the, the cursed engine you know it's, it's it's funny you mentioned something about using something from an old uh, from an old motor back when i was having my no bus issue and you're going to have to go back um uh, about a dozen or so episodes to uh, or more to hear about what was happening with that but um, when I was going through that and all the research that I, I dug up after I solved the problem, after it was, uh, discovered it was the, uh, uh, the vehicle speed sensor inside the transmission case, uh, was, uh, faulting out the five volt, uh, OBD two system, um, I discovered that, uh, there is a difference between a 98 and a 99 computer. And, uh, one of those differences, and there's really not many, if, but this one, uh, is that, uh, um, the the 98s use a slightly different voltage for the oil pressure sending unit and uh and yeah Amazing. and so i've been driving around with uh the more i accelerate the less oil pressure i have and as i come to a stop the oil pressure goes up so uh, well yeah, that sounds it's, like um, it's reversed yeah completely bass backwards so uh, i'm pretty sure it, that, that might exact be exactly what it is is, is is maybe it's not a voltage thing it's a voltage swap and, uh, you know, there's two pins in the computer that are different than, uh, than where they should be. So um, one of the things that I have added to my laundry list of things I've got to do to, to my Jeep here uh, in, the, uh, in the coming weeks is, well, let me is stop to swap you a second. the old brain back in. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. So you actually have a 98 computer in your 99. Right. And that, oh, okay. was, that was 
during the no bus issue, I swapped oh. out the computer thinking that I had a bad PCU. So you have or, the 99 laying there. Yeah, you can I just, still have the and 99. And that's really easy to change. Right now. Yeah, it's really oh, easy to yeah, change. Oh, it's, yeah, it's three, four bolts and uh, and pops right out. So yeah. I've got Good. to pull the air box and, and, and stuff as well, but, um, you know, to make, make that happen, to make it uh, easier to happen, I've got some stuff to do in there anyway. So Well, you know, if you're not um, yeah, gonna, if you're not planning on hanging in, hanging on that thing, you might want to because it, it's still a, tr- yeah. a, a swap, but I was just going to say, if you don't want to hang on to that, I might buy that from you because I wouldn't mind having a, a, 90, a 98 computer just as a standby. So, you know, keep me in mind if you want to get rid of it. Well, Tony, I will give you first dibs. As of right now, I am going to hold on to it for, for my own well, sake of having a spare Yeah, so. uh, because I know it works. Yeah, the, I have one little issue. It doesn't throw a code. Um, you know, I, even when it even when it comes down, it's not down so far that it trips the 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 check engine light or the check gauges light right. rather. Um, so uh, you know, I'm, I I can run it if it comes down to it. So um, I don't think there's anything wrong with my 99 computer. I know what was causing the no bus issue. Uh, it's just it's so uh, by the time by the time I found out, I had already swapped out the vehicle speed sensor. I already swapped out the uh, the brain, mm-hmm. um, and so when I did swap out the vehicle speed sensor, um, the you know I just didn't bother with the with the computer, and I didn't I didn't. It's not my daily driver, so right. again, it's not something that I noticed until the next wheeling adventure out, and it's like, oh hey, the oil pressure gauge is doing something weird. So yeah, it's and I had a little more research and digging up some of those uh, forums, all the forums that I had posted on asking all the Jeep people out there for for guidance and help. And uh, and which I did get a lot of, and that's actually how I ended up finding out uh, what it was. So um, thanks out there, all you Jeepers, fellow Jeepers out there coming together to uh, help out another fellow Jeeper. So that's what it's all about, guys. Yeah, it's wonderful. That is that is really interesting, though, and I find it also very interesting, as I did when you first told, told the story, that the vehicle speed sensor would keep the damn thing from running. I mean, you know, it's not giving it any information other than "Hi there, I'm right here, I'm ready to go." Yeah. <laughs> because when you're starting, you're not generally moving, and there's no vehicle right. speed. So, uh, although no. I don't know, maybe the transfer case does turn, but it's a speed sensor, so I wouldn't think that it would be turning at all unless no, the wheels are turning. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't turn at all unless the wheels are turning. And uh, but it, it's part of the startup procedure um, where the the PCM it it. it uh, um, but you don't need to know how fast you're going. No, but what it does is it, is it checks all the sensors all at once, and it sends out a signal and comes back. I mean, this all happens no, within I, a matter I, of a half a second oh, or so. I know, you know, I got you. And, and but, it didn't pass. But it, the but it should startup to, check. But it shouldn't need to know that. It's, no, it's I a think Jeep, it's precautionary. Damn it. It's yeah. a real Jeep, damn it. <laughs> it's not one of these It's I'm not going. one of these Fiat's. <laughs> no, a Fiat <laughs> might need to know how fast it's going so it can you know know when to dis- de- de- deploy flaps and reverse thrusting and every other crap <laughs> thing they put on it. <laughs> but this is a, a real Jeep, damn it. We don't yeah, need to know. happened to the whatever happened to the days of a of a good old-fashioned cable, you know? A cable to, in a, in a sheath connected to a to a gear in a tooth somewhere and and uh and that's how the you, you learned how fast you were going is uh, you had a little cable spinning inside a sheath uh, yeah. that oh, was yeah, attached yeah. to one thing and a needle on your dash. So uh, and it was a mechanical it connection. That's right. It was now. Uh, it's all got to be super hooty, fancy five volt. It couldn't be twelve volt. No, got to be five volt. Well, that's and, that's uh, the computer stuff yeah. for you. Is is the five volt? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I uh, I uh, I got a few things to do this weekend uh, again, and uh, might actually get them done. Uh, we'll see. Uh, definitely want to do the uh, the thermostat. Uh, I do. Oh, uh, I, this is interesting. I went over to Amazon.com. 
and uh, I, I accidentally left my uh, universal joints and the that thing that has the ball in it for the uh, the uh, double cardigan. Uh, double cardin joint yeah, yeah. That, that's that's actually the cardin joint i think is it or the uh it's it's a it's a cv joint or something along those lines it's, well, I, even, but I know exactly what you're talking about i, I used bought, to actually have that spice or part number memorized too yeah <laughs> i even bought one of those even though it says it doesn't fit my jeep but, but, but through my research i think it it does so anyway i, yeah. I ordered a whole set because i need to redo my front drive shaft and i left all that stuff up at, at matt's shop because i was thinking i might actually have time to do it up there you know, on top of swapping mm-hmm. the motor and everything. So right. I accidentally, uh, accidentally lifted it up there. So it's just, instead of driving 140 miles uh, round trip, I just ordered another set and I got another drive shaft. So when I get them, I'll, I'll have that for the other one. So anyway, I thought, well, you know, this, uh, this Friday I will, uh, uh, let me swap that over. Uh, this Friday I, uh, or this weekend I was going to work on some stuff and I said, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and order these parts. Do you know they did Sunday delivery? So I oh, actually wow. could have swapped out those U joints uh, on the, on my vehicle uh, Sunday afternoon, early Sunday afternoon. But I chose to be lazy and watch movies. So what are we looking at there? <laughs> we are looking at my buddy Mike's Jeep. He's uh, he's got a set of JCR front and rear bumpers on there, and the JCR one ton under the knuckle steering, soon to be over the knuckle. Uh, but he just finished building this thing up. He uh, he got it about two months ago, and he's been slowly working on it. Uh, and this is what I'll be working on this weekend. No, not my own Jeep. Um, once again, I'll be working on other people's vehicles again. Uh, but we're going to go over there and uh, put a new uh, intake manifold and a new header uh, on this. I believe it is a 98 uh, Cherokee Sport uh, that he's got here. He's got a, uh, I believe it is the four and a half inch Iron Rock off-road uh, long arm kit on there. And uh, like I said, the JCR steering, I believe he just put a Durango box in that as well. So uh, he's definitely doing some, some nice little upgrades to that. He's going to do a hidden winch here uh, pretty soon as well. Okay. And, I was just, uh, I was just getting ready to ask you, why would anybody put a custom front bumper on their Jeep that would not support a winch? I mean, I know well, they're, so I know they're cheaper, but. What he's going to do is actually it's going to go underneath the header panel and behind the bumper, and he's going to cut a hole in that brand spanking new JCR front bumper uh-huh. right there in the middle, and he's going to put a, a fair lead right on there and uh, and then mount the winch behind that on a, on a plate that's tied into both the bumper and the uh, and the core support. Well, that'll be fancy. You'll have to give us an update on that after he uh, after he does that. I'd like to see and. And get some pictures uh, up underneath too. I'd like uh, I'd like to see how I know I used that, to have so he did sets. he did the same exact thing on his old Jeep and uh, and I used to have some pictures of uh, pictures of that but I think after he sold it I deleted those pictures so mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's uh, it'll definitely be coming soon I don't even know if he has the the winch yet um, but uh, but that is in the works so but yeah as soon as that happens I'll make sure that I uh, that I'm over there for the process and get some good pictures during before and after excellent. Well, let's uh, let's move this thing along because uh, we've uh, got an anxious uh, Tammy Jeep Mama waiting oh, to uh, give us our, our Wrangler Talk segment. And uh, well, let's uh, let's uh, get to our next item. Detours Off-Road Hardware, guys, fabricating for the off-road community for over 15 years. Winch mounts, armor, tire carriers, and so much more. Made in the USA, all original designs, always innovating, never imitating. Got custom? They've got you covered. As always, Detours welcomes the challenge of your custom projects. True custom work, guys, is a one-off fabrication, big or small. They're proud to be able to get their hands dirty doing it. Think they're too far away to help you guys out directly with your project? Detours welcomes both local and long-distance projects. So give them a call. 
or email a photo or heck, even a sketch, and they'll see what Detours Off-Road Hardware can do for your project. Meanwhile, take a look at their gallery of custom projects they've helped others, others out with and check out the complete line of products for your vehicle at DetoursUSA.com or call them direct to discuss your project needs at 606-845-0024. That's 606-845-0024. DetoursUSA.com. So, um, you know, I can't tell you how much uh, we appreciate the reviews around here at the XJ Talk Show, uh, and we, we do get a few. Uh, we are up to date on uh, all of our most current reviews, but uh, we like to go back and remember a few of the, the reviews that we've had in the past, and this one's back from uh, uh, February 20th, uh, 2014, about a year ago. Almost a year ago, yeah. about yeah. a year ago, and this is from one of our uh, uh recent and uh, very uh, uh, really daily in our chat room on xjtalk.com we have a little yeah. a little chat up above uh, every page on xjtalk.com so you can actually monitor the chat while you're reading posts and stuff and uh, you don't mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of a cool thing I, I, at least i think uh, and I think the folks that use it every day do. So, uh, you know, during the day when you're supposed to be working and, uh, you can uh, get on xjtalk.com and chat, uh, I would recommend that doing, doing that very highly. Oh, it's a lot of fun, especially when <laughs> it kind of takes a turn for the weird and think, something comes out of left field and, oh, we've got some characters on there. Well, there that, was a couple uh, of those today, weren't there? Yes, there were a couple of those. I, I wasn't able to participate as much as, as I, as I normally do. And that's right, guys, you can find me in the xjtalk.com chat room just about any given day, uh, especially Monday through Fridays. But, uh, uh, but yeah, there were some uh, some interesting stuff in there, and guys, it, it's 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 not flaming, it's not criticism, it's not uh, you know stuff that you're gonna have to um, you know wash your eyeballs out with soap and water from <laughs> uh, from seeing. Uh, but it's just good, wholesome fun, especially once you get to know some of the characters in there. Uh, and one of them, like you said, Tony, was our friend XJ Jake. I think he's even submitted uh, some of the stuff, uh, some of our stories yes. for this week in Jeep as well. So he's been very active, not only on the site, but also helping us out here behind the scenes for the XJ Talk Show as well. So uh, thanks, Jake, for the review that we're about to read. And of course, thanks for all your help uh, for everything. And uh, Jake gave us a uh, XJ Jake gave us five stars. He says, I love listening to the show. You guys are funny and informative. Uh, it's an easy listen for the drive to work. And I look forward to the new episodes coming out every week. Keep up the good work, guys. Keep it light. And thank you for the show and love the forum. Yeah, really nice, kind words, guys. And, uh, you know, like Tony said, uh, if we don't get any reviews, well, we get really upset and we're going to start <laughs> lashing you guys. And the lashings are going to continue until morale improves or until we get a review, whichever happens first. So that means you guys are going to have to head over to iTunes. And if you have already, well, heck, do it again or uh, get your mama to do it. That'd be great. I want to hear from your mom. Well, we're going to hear from a mom here in just a second. You know, there was uh, send hate mail to Josh at xjtalkshow.com. You know, you said that you said that lashes thing. And I remember my extra special uh, junior high uh, science teacher that liked to say uh, 50 lashes with a wet noodle. And it was just very strange. (laughs) I think I made a wet noodle comment in the forum at some point this week. And uh, yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a. Yeah, well, we won't enlighten on that too terribly much. No, no, no. All right, so without further ado, uh, Tammy, who's... What a great who's, segue who's, into Tammy's yes, segment. Who's barely, <laughs> barely staying awake over there because of all the technical issues, and I think we're probably a good 30 minutes late in the show tonight. So, Tammy, yeah. we want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you for being there and, and waiting for us. And, uh, well, heck, let's just bring her up here. Uh, Tammy, uh, what do we have for our Wrangler Talk segment tonight? 
Well, I'm going to tell you about my camp Jeep experience I had this past ah, weekend. Yes, well, yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the pictures up on uh, Google Plus uh, that you had posted up. Just a couple little teaser uh, pics, and it looked like you were up on a, on a balcony of some kind, looking down over what appeared to be a uh, indoor obstacle course. It looked really, really cool. So I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, let's uh, let, let let's let the audience uh, hear what happened. Well, um, you know, my neighbor across the street, she's a mom blogger, and she told me about the Washington Auto Show, and they have Camp Jeep there, and she was contacted by a PR firm, and she passed them my name, and they said, hey, why don't you come on out to the Washington Auto Show and come experience um, Camp Jeep? So I loaded up my family, minus my teenage son, because, you know, he's too cool to be with mom and dad at Camp Jeep. So anyway, we headed down to the Washington Auto Show, and when we got there, we checked in and got our media passes, and we were looking all over for Camp Jeep, and we were upstairs, and there were you know all sorts of auto dealers there and um, all the new cars, and we finally found them. They were downstairs below, and so we walked through the crowded show floor to Camp Jeep, and we found the line. And it was longer than a line at Disney World. Um, oh, but wow. I was able to use my media passes like a fast pass at Disney World and sneak to the front of the line. Plus, I had a little help with Beth, who's one of the managers, um, to skip us to the front of the line. Um, when we were walking through the line, she's like, got a VIP here, VIP. And I'm thinking, Ooh. who's the VIP? And I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess that's me. So anyway, we got to the line, uh, front of the line and we had to check in with our driver's license and answer a few questions um, on their little survey, which I guess now I'll be getting lots of um, spam mail from Jeep, oh, which yeah, sure. I love mail from Jeep. But anyway, um, so then I got my Jeep pass, which I have right here to Camp Jeep. It's a little you know, lanyard with just a little card, but I'm saving it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So then came my turn to take a spin in. I picked the Wrangler Sport. They didn't have any Rubicons. Um, but they did have a Cherokee, and now I'm kind of wishing I would have picked the Cherokee so I could tell the difference between the two, but I guess I'll have to wait till next time. So anyway, I'm ready to get in to drive the Sport, and the attendant opens the passenger door, and I'm looking at him like, what? I'm driving. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, but don't you know who I am? And he's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, but I own a Rubicon. I know how to drive these. I go off-road, and I, I even tried to show my phone. I'm like, I'm Jeep Mama. Um, and then I was going to show him pictures of my off-roading and all my selfies. And my husband just looked at me and he's like, just get in the Jeep. You're holding up the line. So oh, I get in the Jeep and, um, Chris was my driver. And, um, Chris, by the way, has a Cherokee of his own back in Florida where he lives. So anyway, he was taking us through the obstacle course and I'm, I was telling him how I off-road and I know all about the Jeep and. So he didn't have to make his little pitch to me because I guess when they take the passengers in the Jeep, they tell them all about, you know, putting it in four low and all the Jeep's capabilities. So instead, through our little leisurely stroll through the um, obstacle course, Chris and I just discussed our, our Jeeps that we own and shared little Jeep stories. Um, but the obstacle course shows the passengers about ground clearance, traction, maneuverability, stability, off-camber, and if you want to see some of the pictures, you can go to my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And we had, took some pictures of the different stuff. 
Um, but I was kind of glad I got to drive in the passenger seat because I got to experience what it's like because I haven't been in the passenger seat off-roading. And I also was glad I could bring my family with me so my husband could finally feel the thrill of what it's like to off-road. It's not exactly the same inside their little obstacle course, but you kind of get the feel of the Jeep and the, the scariness of going up the big mountain, the big Jeep mountain. Um, but I, even though I was in the passenger seat, I prefer to be in the driver's seat, and I think I'll be staying behind the driver's um, the wheel, steering wheel. Um, but as a Jeep owner, this experience wasn't that great because I already knew about the impressive off-roading skills that the Jeep has. But I think for new Jeep owners who've never been off-roading and for potential Jeep owners, this is a great tool that Jeep is doing to get more people to buy Jeeps. And I think we'll start seeing more Jeeps on the trails um, after they do their little Jeep camp throughout the country, which could be a bad thing to have more Jeepers on the trails. Um, it just will crowd them up, but we'll see what happens. Oh, Tammy, we can't have uh, the, the trails all to ourselves. We have to share this experience. That's why we're doing the yeah. show here. That's why you're doing yeah. your blog. You know, we want to get more people out there. But I'm selfish. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, if, if I was if I was staring down the barrel of an indoor obstacle course and uh, and somebody was opening the door of a Jeep to me, I would expect them to be opening the driver's side uh, door, not the passenger side door. I, 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 w I don't know what I would have done. I would have uh, slipped somebody a 20. I, I would have uh, sweet talked somebody, uh, batted some eyelashes. I don't know what it would have took, but I would have, uh, even if it was after hours, gotten my turn behind the wheel on an indoor obstacle course. Uh, but that's pretty cool, Tammy. Glad you got to experience that. It sounds like it was it was fun nonetheless. And of course, anytime you get to involve the family with anything like that, uh, it just makes it extra special. Now, I, I've got to ask. I remember from our interview, Tammy, that you were talking about uh, you were the person that was uh, interested in the Jeep mainly. It was your Jeep. You're the one that took it off road. Nobody else went with you, not even your husband. So uh, <laughs> why exactly? Was this the first time your husband was in a in a jeep going in a, a, an obstacle course, a, a semi off road type situation? The only thing I can think of is is that you weren't the driver. Probably, that's really <laughs> true. He fears for his life when I get behind the wheel. Is there any Aww. kind of paybacks? Because my wife often says that, yeah, you do everything, and the side that's going to get hit is the passenger side that I'm on. Right, right. <laughs> that's probably the same for him. Well, I was thinking maybe he did that to you, and he's thinking you're going to pay him back. No. All right. Well, it was uh, it was worth a shot. Maybe not all men are the same, I suppose. <laughs> Probably secretly he's thinking that. So uh, overall, though, I, I guess it was an interesting experience from the standpoint that your, your family got to uh, get a, a sense of uh, in a, uh, I guess a controlled environment where it wasn't so much a three hour drive and it, it gives them a better idea of what mom, what kind of fun mom's having and, and the Jeep whenever you, you go off road. Yeah. My youngest son, he, he has been with me when we were up at Nemecolon, um, but my husband hasn't been. So this was his first experience, um, kind of off-roading i guess yeah well it's much more than just a, a flat paved surface uh right. did you hear anything from him about an interest in uh, perhaps going off-road with you after this experience well he we have a friend who is a mechanic and they have been discussing lifting his truck ah you can't lift your truck before my jeep oh so <laughs> um 
we might have a little competition going on here. Yeah, well, it sounds uh, like it. I think uh, we all three know, and everybody that's listening to the show and watching the show all know, it won't be much of a competition between a full-size truck and a Jeep. No, and but he yeah. thinks he can outdo the Jeep, so maybe we'll have a little contest and we'll videotape it. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a show that I DJ every summer um, down in uh, the Oregon's capital, Salem, Oregon. Uh, it's the Salem Jeepers Summer Jam. Happens uh, every year uh, right around July or August or so. Uh, I think they're trying to get a permanent date locked in. But the sponsor is Robertson Motors, and they are a Jeep dealership down there. And uh, and every year, uh, the 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 goal is to um, create a little bit of an obstacle course within the confines of the uh, the, of the show area. And, uh, and it's for, I mean, it's, it's nothing that any veteran experienced wheeler is going to really get all excited about, but what happens is you get, uh, you get like the 16 year old kid, the 15 year old daughter uh, that comes out behind the wheel for the first time, the wife that has been on, you know, uh, some wheeling trips or, or sees all the pictures and gets, gets to get behind the wheel for the first time, uh, themselves or even behind the wheel of a new Jeep and Robertson motors will come out with a, uh, uh, with a new Wrangler um, or, you know, so, something else uh, for the people to drive, uh, give them a couple choices and let them, uh, you know, tool over this obstacle course. Now it's nothing like what we saw in, in those pictures of camp Jeep that uh, Tammy was sharing with us, but um, it, it is nonetheless basically the same principle. Uh, you've never been off road before. You've never been off camber or had to, uh, you know, engage something in four wheel drive and worry about where you're going to put your wheel and, and, and spotting and stuff like that. And this introduces people to that kind of aspect of, of off roading, the technical side of it. It's not all about horsepower, you know, pedal the metal and how much mud can we throw behind us. Um, it, it gets people introduced to the technical aspect of things and, and really to see what a stock Jeep can do, uh, even right off the showroom floor. So I'm glad to see this stuff is going around, and and obviously, I mean, from coast to coast, uh, Jeep is doing it themselves. We've got local shows that are doing this stuff. Obviously, this is something that's uh, that's picking up, and uh, hopefully, you guys out there, if you've got a, a Jeep show coming up, you're going to tell us about it as well. We want to hear what's going on in your guys' neighborhood. Show season is right around the corner, uh, so you guys, uh, this is a great opportunity to share with us what's coming up in your neck of the woods as far as Jeep goes. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, Tammy, we really appreciate it. Did you have any uh, any final words? I know you uh, you mentioned your uh, your blog, and uh, we'll uh, tell those folks where you can they can find you again. Um, www.jeepmama.com. And also, I just wanted to quick show you guys. I got this cool. I don't know if you can see it. Oh yeah. Um, bag, two of them from Jeep for doing the Jeep experience. So I thought that was pretty cool. It looks like it's some nice, uh, thick uh, material, too. Yeah, it's, it's really, this is the best grocery bag. You get to do a little bragging, too. See, that's, that's yes. the other thing. You got to get lift, you got to get the tires. So when you're walking out there with your groceries, it says Jeep on it. But it <laughs> know, and you're, and you're stepping up to put it in the Jeep. Everybody <laughs> can go, eh, look at her, you know, midlife <laughs> crisis. Eh. And they all, exactly. they, they all wish they had the same thing. So I'm having fun. That's right. No, exactly. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah, I do all the grocery shopping here. I, you know, two or three times a week, uh, sometimes more because if I get, uh, if I get antsy and I want to get uh, something special for dinner, uh, I'm in the grocery store a lot. Tammy, you're going to have to send me a link or something. I'm going to need a couple of those. I think <laughs> get, a, get a grocery tote for you, a Jeep one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much, Tammy. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, as long as you keep cranking them out and, uh, you guys go over there and visit, uh, her blog because 
Uh, she really does a really nice job over there yeah. with, with pictures and all kinds of uh, Jeep information. And it's great because it's a perspective of, of not from, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a Jeep God. I know everything about it. It's, it's a learning experience. And she talks about what she's gone through to, to learn to get to where she is. She even talks about how uh, she used the Loctite glue because she didn't know. She didn't know. I mean, it's supposed to hold the bolt in place. So glue, that makes perfect sense, right? But she's not afraid to share those uh, those little baubles, those little uh, things with you and might keep you from making the same mistake. So she's sharing that on her blog and she's sharing it with us here on XJ Talk. Well, that's and a I'm show. Sure all kinds of stuff like that myself and my own build thread over at xjtalk.com. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got my fair share of, uh, of oops photos in my own build thread, uh, learning uh, some of the stuff along the way myself. Guys, we are not experts. Uh, we do know a few things about a few things, though. And, uh, uh, well, we have the microphones and we love to talk <laughs> about it, guys. We're just a couple of knuckleheads. Just goes to show uh, anybody with some will and, uh, well, a little bit of equipment, they can make something happen. And that's just what we're doing here, guys. We couldn't do it without you. So we encourage you guys to make sure you're reaching out to us through all of our various channels. Facebook, make sure you guys are heading over to facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. Make sure you guys are uh, liking us, friending us over there. Of course, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, tunein.com, uh, YouTube. Guys, we definitely want your subscription, so make sure you take care of that as well. All over the web, guys. And of course, xjtalk.com and xjtalkshow.com, where our entire show archive is there for your guys' viewing and downloading pleasure for 100% free. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, we're uh, we're doing a little uh, a video thing for uh, Bleeping Jeep. So if you guys don't already know about Bleeping Jeep, the YouTube site and bleepingjeep.com, you go over there and visit Matt. Look at his uh, all his how-to videos, and you'll see two bright, shiny faces that you're familiar with because uh, we're doing little video segments. The the This Week in Jeep uh, segment that we do here on the show, we're recreating that for, uh, for Matt and his uh, Bleeping Jeep videos. Go over there and show us some support so uh, Matt doesn't say, Ah, you guys are horrible. Get the hell off my channel. Yeah, no, we could definitely uh, uh, use some uh, good comments over there. So head over to Matt's Bleepin' Jeep YouTube channel, guys. You can find us there every other week doing a This Week in Jeep iteration through him. And guys, uh, just because we look like we're professional, we know what we're doing, doesn't mean that you need to be scared about getting on the show. We do have a third seat open. Uh, just because Tammy's sitting there right now doesn't mean that you guys can't get in on the action as well. And tell us about a recent wheeling adventure that you've had perhaps what's going on with your build thread or what's happening in your town as far as Jeep shows, cruise-ins, or off-road events. Definitely want to hear about those when they come up. So make sure you guys are keeping us in the loop. Give us a call on our voicemail line, 530-675-4102, or send those emails to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. So you guys have a great night, and as I always say, have a great Jeep week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.